Welcome to the Ascending Us podcast, a mother-daughter duo having intergenerational conversations about spiritual growth and healing. Join us as we explore, expand, and ascend together. Welcome back to another episode of Ascending Us. I'm Katie here with my mom, Judy. Hi, mom. Hi, Katie. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So this week, I thought we could talk about expectations. Ah. Those came up a little bit in our discussion of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And I know there's certainly something that I have dealt with for most of my life. Um, And the phrase that first came to mind when I was thinking about expectations is that idea that expectations are premeditated resentments. I can see that being the case. I mean, I think I lived my entire life in expectations. And so, yeah, they generally end up being resentments at some point if they don't Mm. true. And it's, if you have high expectations, like I did, it's kind of hard to meet them. I'm wondering, as you say that, you know, that it can lead to resentment when they don't come true. When you had an expectation, and it did come true. What was that like for you? If something did come true, I almost didn't believe it. You know, Mm. when it by the time Mm -hmm. it got there, I'm just thinking back in different things that I did. When I was younger, my mom and dad had definite aspirations for me. And part of it required getting into beauty contests from the time I was like 13. And initially, I absolutely hated it because I had cracked teeth. And they couldn't afford to get my teeth fixed. So it was very unnerving to do that. But when I got older, and I got my teeth fixed, and I started modeling and doing the things that that I wanted to do. I did some beauty pageants. The first one that I did then, I did not win. I got fourth place. And the second one, I was so violently ill the night before. And I did not care. People were like, oh, no, you've got to go. You And they're propping me up and stuffing me with anti nausea medication. And I walked in there without a care. I mean, it was like, just let me lay down somewhere. I'm dying. And I won the stupid thing. And it was for Ontario Motor Speedway, which was a a Indy 500 style racetrack in Ontario, California. It's no longer there, but it was a really big deal in that area at that time. And so when I finally recovered, from not feeling very well, it just, you know, for all the effort and all the wishing and all the, it was just almost another day in the park, so to speak. It was Mm -hmm. all the expectations. I don't know what I thought it would do for me if I won that. I mean, it was fun. I had fun. I got to go to the Mm -hmm. base and go kiss a race car driver who's sweaty and stinky, but it was I had this thing that I had to win a a contest. I think people get wrapped up in that. And it was not, it didn't make me feel anything. Mm -hmm. It didn't make me feel any better than I felt the day before. 
And I think mm-hmm. that's where the, the expectation, especially either, either when you get it, you're still, you're now you're looking for the next thing. Or mm-hmm. if you don't get it, then it's a failure or you're angry mm-hmm. at someone else because the expectation was tied to them. And mine were frequently tied to other people, hmm. boyfriends and, you know, whatever. If, if only, if, if the, the, if mm-hmm. only, if only this happens, I'll be happy. If I only get that car, I'll be happy. And if, and the thing is you get them, it doesn't change how you feel mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all. Someone that I, I really respected said, you give me exactly what I think I want from you. And there won't even be a blink of satisfaction from me. I change what I want. I want more. I want mm-hmm. something else. And I want something else for that same reason that you just said, which is the thing that I thought I wanted from you, even if I get it and exactly the timing and the way and the manner that I have demanded, it doesn't do what I thought it was going to do. Correct. On the inside. Correct. I refer to it as filling that hole, that whatever that Mm. hole, however that hole got generated in me, I spent years trying to fill it. Mm -hmm. And control, I think, and expectations can also get there. It's a very dangerous mix where Mm. you have an expectation and then you think you're capable of controlling other people, places and things. And that's when the resentments really kick in, when those people, places, and things that you think you can control are not living up to your expectations of what they should Mm do. And that's where the resentments come in. Yeah, because if you have something that you want from someone and you stay out of it entirely and they don't meet it, I can see how that could lead to disappointment. But I'm like you, when I want something, I want to like, put my hands in the pie and make sure it gets done and And remind you and, and harass you (laughs) and bug you and keep, and it's, it is a very, it's not good, obviously for the other person. It's not good for you. Well, and I, I skip right over the disappointment and I do go and have gone right to resentment. Oh yeah. And the if onlys. You know, mm-hmm. if only this had been different, if only they had done that, if only. And somebody is going to get beat up on in that. It's either been you or me. I might be beating up. If only I had been da, 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 then you mm-hmm. would have done blank. What is that game kids play in the car and they fill it in with words? You know, it oh. could almost be that. If you did blank, then I wouldn't do blank. Mad Libs. Mad Libs. And it is. That's exactly what it is. It's a Mad Lib of me having expectations of what you should do. And I'm going to tell you how to do it. And you're not going to do it. Even if you did do it, it's just a wheel. It's not going to make me feel any better. I'm going to want something else. Mm -hmm. As you were talking about that, what came up for me was just how limiting it is to live that way. Because the fundamental premise of all those expectations and all the control that I try to layer on top of that is that I know what's good for me, that I know what's going to make me happy. 
And what's crazy about that is that that idea can persist even when I get the evidence that getting what I think I want isn't going to make me happy. It doesn't change the way that I feel until I can start really doing some work around that. I just think that it was the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And you can get caught up in that big time. It could be Mm -hmm. anything, anyone, shopping, people, everything, anything and everything. Mm -hmm. When it it involves other people, I think the expectation, that's where they really get dangerous because so many people can get hurt. Mm. Looking, you know, like for a life partner and looking at them and thinking they're not, they're not measuring up to what you thought you wanted or you thought they were. And therefore, you know, grass starts looking greener somewhere else. And that's certainly not a good thing. It's funny when I was getting married, you know, my husband has his own sense of style that is simple and doesn't bother me at all. But I remember somebody that I knew who cared a lot about how things looked, including her partner. She said to me like, oh, well, you can, you know, you can change that. You can fix that. But I remember thinking to myself, I am not going to go into this commitment with this person with any illusions that anything that exists right now is going to change. I'm either in it with him for who he is, Carhartts and all, (laughs) or I need to let him go be himself. Mm -hmm. And as I said, it's never bothered me. I love him for who he is. But it just really struck me this idea that as I'm about to make this significant commitment to this person that, you know, someone at the time and who was in my life who was very close to me was, you know, oh, well, you, you can fix that. You can change that about him. See, that boyfriend that I took in high school, I was convinced I could do that. I knew I could <laughs> do that. And the pain that it inflicted my absolute knowing that I can fix him because he's not meeting mm-hmm. my expectations was really tragic for both of us. I didn't know anything about that at that point in time. Mm-hmm. I don't, my parents didn't know anything about it. You know, I just knew I wanted what I wanted and I was going to get it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really unhealthy. It's not good for you. It's not good for them. Like I, I always say, I took, I took that poor guy hostage in mm-hmm. high school. And it wasn't fun for either one of us. It's interesting as you're talking about that. I've been thinking a lot about letting go recently. And when you said like, I knew what I wanted and you knew that he wasn't it. You know what I hear is I'm not going to let you go. I'm just going to change you. That's exactly what I thought. I, <laughs> and I worked in a men's clothing store, so I would buy clothes for him. And, you know, you're going to wear this and wear your hair like that. I mean, it was bad. I, I admit <laughs> I had no idea how bad it was, but it was bad. And, you know, and I went through like steamroller of expectations from one relationship to another relationship. There were very few that I wasn't convinced that I could make things better. Mm. And I, I think it started way back. I had this fantas- these fantasies of what the perfect life, the normal life, the mm-hmm. success would look like. That I, I wonder sometimes, I watch people who their whole goal in life is to be, either become rich or become successful at any cost. And mm. 
I didn't think I was all that, but I thought the world yeah. was around me anyway. And I was wanted to be. And I think if you have that insecurity, if your ego is not capable of, of being humble and achieving mm-hmm. and you're looking for dreams to come true, man, I love Sleeping Beauty's Castle at Disneyland. <laughs> And do you remember the Snow White wishing well? The, I, I, it, mm-hmm. As a teenager, I was like, I wanted so bad for my dreams to come true. And when I mm-hmm. when they did, when they started happening, I didn't like what was going on around them at all. Mm. I didn't like the people involved. And, yeah. and I just, it was not healthy. And I didn't figure that one out until much later. I'm very grateful that you figured it out a whole lot earlier than I did. I'll tell you a secret about your wedding. Um, Mm. And that is that I had learned about expectations before you got married. And I'm like, I am not going to impose any expectations on my daughter's wedding. I could Mm. have. I had lots of (laughs) ideas that I could have. (laughs) And probably ruined the entire event. But I kept Mm -hmm. my mouth shut. And I went with specific thinking, like no expectations, none, not about Mm -hmm. anything. And And it was a beautiful, wonderful, perfect wedding. And that's how things should be you know, walk into Mm -hmm. a situation with hope and humility and don't try and control it. And don't think you know better than everybody else. You know, we were just talking about different people and energy Mm -hmm. and it comes out a lot better. Mm -hmm. Well, and I find too, I was thinking about expectations earlier that they assume that the other person we talked about a little bit about this last week with forgiveness, but they assume that the other person is operating from the same perspective with the same tools and the same level of awareness, which is just not possible because no one has lived my experience. We're not mind readers. I don't know what you mm-hmm. are thinking. You, I am thinking, and yet we have a tendency to plow into situations assuming that we do. Mm-hmm. When I have done that, when I have made that assumption and placed expectations on other people, I can see now that what I've really done is is rob them of their individuality and agency. They don't get to show up and be themselves. You know, like when I put that energy out in the world and I, you know, I think you and I have both experienced this in the context of our relationship at various points where one of us has an expectation and the other one feels it. And it's not energy that you want to respond well to. (laughs) No, it is not. At my age now, what I find is that frequently, especially strangers, they make assumptions about my abilities. I feel like people discount who I am and my relevance to the Mm. situation because of my age. And that's probably why I wear big glasses and large jewelry. And it's, I'll be damned if you're going to ignore me. In other countries, people who are older are are very revered for the experience they have. Well, that's part of the reason I wanted 
to start this podcast is I do feel like I have learned and grown a lot on my own spiritual journey, but I know that you have had your own parallel journey. And it occurred to me that there's probably a lot of wisdom there that I'm not taking advantage of, not necessarily because I assume that you don't have experience relevant to my situation, but more just because, you know, I've got it figured out. Thank you. (laughs) And becoming teachable again and becoming open to learning from the people in my life who have things to share, which, you know, secret, it's everyone. It really is everyone, no matter. And there are people that drive me crazy and I build walls. I think we all do. You know, Mm. I'm right. You're wrong. I know more than you do. And we get caught up in that. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that's my test for whether I am in ego is, you know, watch yourself through the day and see how many times are you in that posture of I'm right, you're wrong. And we lose so much when that happens. Mm -hmm. Well, and when you say we lose so much, I think my expectations, what I have come to see is not only am I robbing the other person of their individuality, their right to contribute their own experience. I'm robbing myself of the unique perspective and contributions that they would bring, but for my interference. Mm -hmm. Like I don't get the full value of that relationship because I am too busy trying to make the person someone that they're not. Or the situation, something that it's not, or. And if I really think that I need that other thing, if that person or situation doesn't have it, they don't have it to give me. I need to find it somewhere else. And that's the piece that linked back to forgiveness for me because that was how I first started practicing forgiveness was not going back to people who didn't have what I needed to heal and turning within and starting to give that to myself. And it does really magically expand relationships because all of a sudden I have created space for the people who are in my life to be who they truly are and to bring their unique gifts to our dynamic. And all of a sudden I'm just in awe of the magic that is that other person in a way that I couldn't appreciate when I was trying to control them into being something else. I truly understand where you're coming from with that. And it's been my experience through many years of trial and error, lots and lots of errors that I do much better when I just stay in my own lane and I give up anticipating what you are going to do in yours. Mm. The worry, a lot of the worry is gone, not all of it, because I'm also a habitual worrier, but the relationship becomes so much better. And if we pause and think about it, and I'm terrible at doing that during the day, I really am. I get, I get on the treadmill and I'm running and things make me angry, but I don't have any control over any of it. The only thing I have control over is how I look at it. And so if I choose Mm. to let go of the expectations, it is like 
throwing a party with no expectations is wonderful. (laughs) Throwing a party (laughs) where you want it to turn out a certain way is horrible because it isn't gonna. Exactly. You bring it down to that. It's part of that trust in the process, ultimately, Mm -hmm. that when I am willing to let go of my expectation, I show up for life and I'm able to interact with the people who are in my life. I'm able to respond instead of react to the situations as they arise. And I always have what I need. I don't need to be five steps ahead in my mind, creating expectations for myself and others because I'm just getting in the way. And you're blocking other people and tripping them up and making their lives miserable too. And nobody's happy. And really what we're here to do is to be of service and to contribute to this world. And I can't do that if nobody wants what I'm offering because I'm too busy telling them what to do with their lives. That's not giving, that's controlling. Don't should on yourself or others. People need to learn from whatever their path is. Mm -hmm. And I, I need to give them the grace to do that. I love you. I love you too. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's discussion, please rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening. To keep this conversation going, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at Ascending Us, where we'll continue exploring, expanding, and ascending together.